What's up, nieces and nephews? This is Charday, your favorite millennial auntie, welcoming you to the very first episode of the Hey Auntie podcast. And this is going to be a bi-weekly short podcast to give you life lessons, tools for being better, and plenty of shenanigans and raggedy stories. Um, I am actually literally starting this podcast sitting in my Airbnb in Lisbon because I have been wanting to start a podcast for a while. And this is actually not my first go round at podcasting. I have attempted to start podcast with the homies and for whatever reason, we had never been able to get off the ground. But I also have been really feeling like God is pushing me to do this sort of podcast that offers a look at not only wellness and self-care, but also just general life lessons, things I wish people would have told me, and trying to help someone avoid some of the mishaps that I've been through in my life. And I'm excited about bringing other voices into this, having my friends co-host with me at times to share their stories too, because I do believe It does take a village to raise us all, and I am the product of having a village that has been so supportive of me, and I want to offer that sort of community to you all. Um, So just a little bit about what the podcast is going to do. It's, like I said, going to be a lot of life lessons, but it's going to have the twist of just my own general raggedy nature. Like, I'm not going to say I'm ratch, but I am trash. I cannot say that with enough emphasis. So there may be some profanity. There will be a lot of Jesus going on, but y'all know God ain't through with me yet. Um, And I want this podcast to be short. Like, I see it being a 30-minute podcast, something you can listen to if you're working out or on your commute home or to work or whatever. So we're going to keep it short, keep things bite-sized, keep it fun and light. And I just, I'm really excited. And so the format's going to look a little bit like this. I'm going to talk through an idea or a lesson that I have been thinking about as the you know, weeks have progressed and share that. But I also want to give you an idea of like things I'm excited about. Um, I'm not much into pop culture or anything, but there may be some pop culture things from time to time, especially as they relate to life lessons that I'm sharing. But let's, let's just get on into it. And I said at the beginning that You know, I've been feeling like this is something that I should do, but I've been afraid to do it by myself. So I've always shared the ideas with my friends, and for one reason or another, it just never pans out the way that it's supposed to. And it hasn't just happened with this podcast, but it's also been with other things like book projects and such and whatnot. And I always find that I want someone to do it with me so that I don't have to take those steps alone so that I can bounce ideas off of someone else. 
but that fear has kept me from achieving the things that God may be having for me. And it's really important to be clear that sometimes you have to do things your, yourself. Sometimes you really have to go it alone. But it's super scary because if you go it alone and you mess up, if you fall, like the onus is all on you. And I think that's what the big thing is, is you don't want to have everything put on you if it doesn't work. Fear can be such a paralyzing thing because it just really stops your potential for growth. And that's all this is. Being afraid to do things by yourself means that you're also afraid of letting yourself stumble. You're also afraid of the potential bad. And it's so weird that the mind immediately goes to what is bad and not the possibilities, like the big possibilities. That is my challenge is that I always am worried about what bad could happen instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. And I mean, the Bible says, you know, you have to trust, really trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on what you can understand and the paths will be made straight. And I think this goes for uh, even people that are not necessarily believing in God. If you trust the process and you trust your gut and the ideas that come to you that they are there for a reason and that there's a potential for greatness out of it, the way will be made straight for you. Um, my preaching mentor from when I was in seminary used to always say, your gifts will make room for you. And I truly believe that. And I have seen that happen in my own life. If I do what I am being pushed towards and I trust that it'll be okay and that I have the tools within me, or even if I don't have the tools, that the tools will be made available for me and I just do it, things pan out. Now, don't get it twisted. They don't always pan out the way you want it to, but they do pan out. I think part of going at it by, by yourself is that you are not only putting yourself out there, but you're showing a level of vulnerability. There's nothing to cover you. It's not you and somebody else. And it is daunting because, like, when something happens, you're the one that people look at. If something happens, good or bad, you're the one that people are looking at. And for me personally, I hate that. I hate people, you know, being focused on me. I'm not much for being center of attention, which is funny because everything that I do is like in front of people. But I am a severe introvert and I don't like to be in the front and in the center. I want to be in the background. I'd rather be planning and like pulling the strings, not in front of people, which is so funny because I think almost everything that I have done in my life has put me in front of audiences and in front of people and making myself be vulnerable and transparent when I just, ugh, it's, it's awful having to be vulnerable because I've seen people use that against me. And that's one of my greatest fears is that people use my vulnerability and throw it back in my face. And that's happened. Like over the course of my life, um, 
So one thing is I'm, you know, church girl through and through. I was raised in the church, but I'm also clergy. Um, but I did not get ordained until I was 26, maybe. And I was wrestling with a college preacher from the age of 14. And it got so bad to where I went to the pastor of my home church at the time in confidence, telling him about my experiences and that I wanted to preach and all these things. And he used it as ammunition to do psychological and emotional harm to my uncle, who was chairman of the deacon board. And that all came back down to me. And I pretty much got ostracized from the church. And even more recently, I was the youth pastor at a church. And, you know, God pushed me to talk to my senior pastor about some issues that were happening. And I got thrown under the bus in a very kind of um, passive aggressive, but very public way. And pretty much left the church I was at. Because, you know, what do you do when the person that's supposed to be your mentor also, like, kind of stabs you in the back? So, you know, I've had experiences, and this is not just with the church, but just in general, where I have had to put myself out there, and it has not panned out okay. But you have to know that that, too, is part of the process. Like, when you put yourself out there, and you make yourself vulnerable, and it does not pan out. Uh, that does not mean that you no longer need to put yourself out there and you no longer need to make yourself transparent and vulnerable for people or for the work that you're doing. But what it does mean is that, you know, you have to be far more discriminating against the, uh, in the ways that you are being vulnerable in the ways that you are being transparent. No less authentic, though. But you develop a discernment in the ways in which you do it but you also learn to develop that thick skin that tells you that even if someone does not receive you well and it has backlash that you are not to blame for that that is not a reflection on you it's a reflection on the other person because we're always going to make somebody upset Nobody's ever going to be the type of person that is that people are 100% pleased with, that everybody likes. That's just unrealistic. And a lot of times we want to be that. We don't want to make waves. We want people to like us. We want to be accepted and appreciated. But you can't do that for everybody. Like, you you just can't. It's, it's not realistic to think that, oh, you know, if I do this, if I don't say this, if I act this way, like that you will avoid the conflict of rubbing someone the wrong way. Somebody always going to be rubbed the wrong way because there are things about you that will turn a mirror on other people or it is something in you that reminds someone of somebody else. Like you don't know why other people get bent out of shape because of who you are, what you say, but it's not about them. It's about the people that you are supposed to touch. And like when you go beyond yourself to do the things that you're supposed to do and you go the road by yourself, one, the paths are made straight. Two, 
You are doing it because there is somebody that needs whatever you have to give. Like if you are a bomb cook, don't stop cooking because you're afraid of somebody saying they don't like your food. Because who knows? You may season your food a certain kind of way. and Some people are out here not seasoning. They don't like seasoning. They are part of, you know, groups of people that have fought wars over seasoning and don't even use salt. That's right. I threw shade. But you can't be afraid to do things because of criticism. Criticism has the potential to help us grow. And, you know, my one of my coworkers used to say, you got to chew the meat, spit out the bones, which for me doesn't work because I'm like vegetarian. But it's the same as separating the wheat from the chaff, um, if you want to use a biblical term. Either way, either way, it's all about knowing how to separate what you need and what fortifies you in criticism and tossing the rest. But, you know, more importantly, you just don't let those things stop you from doing you. You don't let those things stop you from being you because, you know, you are needed. You are who you are for a reason. And I want to encourage you and actually give you a little wellness work to go with this lesson about, you know, going at it alone. Now, I'm a journaler and not a regular journaler, but I do like to journal because I'm not the type of person that does a lot of talking and emoting. So writing becomes the way for me to do that and to work through things, you know, introvert, everything's interior. Um, but this week or in the next two weeks, really sit down, take 10 10 minutes, 15 if you're feeling fancy, and write out the thing or things, it depends, that you are feeling the push to do but you're afraid to do. And then write out why you're afraid of those things. Like, you can bullet point it. You don't have to, like, write anything formal. You could do stream of consciousness or do bullet points, whatever's going to be easiest, then you should also take those fears and create a new narrative out of that. So for each fear, write down one thing that you could do to alleviate that thing that you're afraid of. So for me, one is starting the podcast, right? And why am I afraid of it? Because I have to do it by myself and I'm afraid that it's going to flop. So what can I do to change that narrative? Well, I have a support system that loves and cares about me. So what I can do is let them listen to the podcast first and they will give me free feedback. With their feedback, I know that they're coming from a good place. They're coming from a place of love. And that any criticisms I get are meant to help me be better. And then from there, I can decide what I can do based on that feedback to create better content, right? So it's easy as that. Just thinking through on paper how you can take yourself from being afraid and stalled out from doing 
something that you know you're supposed to be doing to getting started. That's what I want you to do for these two weeks. Now, y'all, like I told you, I am doing this podcast from my bedroom in Lisbon. Um, So that's what I'm excited about this week. I actually today wandered around Lisbon with loose plans, got into a lot of unplanned, you know, adventures, went places I didn't plan on going today, and it was a lot of fun. But I am excited about being here and like getting to take care of myself a little bit, do a little bit of self-care, do a little bit of decompressing so that I can jump back into working on my dissertation proposal and like content creating. Like I just got a lot of iron in the fire. But I'm excited about having this time to kind of recharge and have an adventure and to attempt to be a free black girl. I have so much trouble with that, but that's for another episode. So I'm excited about that. Um, and the shenanigans that will ensue. But I'm also excited about potentially getting a tattoo. So I have tattoos. Um, Eventually I'm going to have a half sleeve. But I want to get a tattoo while I'm traveling. I've never gotten a tattoo overseas. I have gotten a few tattoos while I've traveled. So I'm going to look for a place to go get tatted while I'm out of the country. Don't know what I'm getting yet. Y'all pray for your girl, saints and ain'ts. Um, But this is going to be a lot of fun. You can find me on social media at Charday Searches. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. But I don't really use Twitter that much. Also, Charday Searches is my YouTube channel and my website. So you can find me at all of those things. If you have any questions, you want to ask for some advice, give me some feedback. I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up for now at charday.searches at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-R-D-E period searches, S-E-A-R-C-H-E-S at gmail.com. And I hope that you all have a great upcoming week. And I am praying for you. I am thinking positive thoughts for you. Make sure to love yourself a little bit. And I will catch you in the next podcast episode. Bye.